Elena, I'm starting to worry. A thin coating of dust is gathering again. I don't like it. There's still a blanket laying half-folded on the couch, still dishes in the sink, chairs still pushed out from the kitchen table from Lillian's departure. The house has begun to feel like a tomb again, and I am the corpse, sealed in its walls, alone, and left to rot for all eternity. I don't know how long it's been. I'm sorry for praying less. Sometimes the fog takes me far away, and to gather my thoughts into words is to try to control a tsunami. There is nothing to be done other than let it wash over me. It's not like it could kill me. Nothing can kill me but you. But you would revive me. I like to think that you would bring me back to the world of the living. Has your back healed over, my love? Do you feel phantom pain where your wings once were? Do you catch yourself trying to fly before it all comes crashing back and you remember what he did to you? Helena, I love you still. I don't have a story today. Not of the house. Not of the demon or whatever the dark thing might be. I don't have anything to offer you but my devotion. You are all that I have. I am just another phantom pain. This song has been with me lately, sitting heavy in my mind. Where does it come from? I don't know the words. When I sing it, I imagine it's a hymn. This is what I offer you. A song of worship to an absent goddess. My existence can be told through absences. Your absence, leaving me with nothing but a name. I've filled in the gaps with stories. Made you into a religion. I'm close to blasphemy, but I am the sole member of this church, I'm sure. Maybe I've been excommunicated, and even that solitary church rejects me. The man's absence, too, defines me. Even when he lived, he wasn't entirely present. The bottle in his hand took him away from me, away from the world. His sealing of the room that is a tomb was a sealing away of his own heart. There was always something missing from him. And now even what remained is gone. And the most recent, Evelyn and Goose's absence leaving me with a promise and information that gives me no direction, giving me just a taste of connection before they flee. And I don't know, I don't know where they've gone. And the fog fills my head when I try to think about what lies beyond these walls. And the biggest absence, my own, whatever came before this house, whatever came before you were a god in my mouth. Whatever I was before the man, before the fog, it's lost to me, and I... Sometimes I get close to an answer. The man's daughter, his severance from his family, his sadness and his grief, 
Evelyn said that she was sure he had killed young Lorna. Back. They they came back for me. An absence no longer. Sorry, we left. Uh... Hi, Lorna. Is she talking to me? Should I? Hello, Evelyn. They can't hear me, Helena. But it's nice to pretend. Evelyn looks better. She's not trying to make herself small anymore. If anything, she's grown taller, as if she's daring the house, daring me. To try something. I'll make us some lunch.、Uh, actually, I、uh, I'm gonna go take a shower. You sure? You didn't eat this morning. I'm sure. I can't shower in motels. I need to clean up. Well, I'll come with you. To the shower? D- no, uh, no, uh, uh, upstairs. I'll uh cl- clean the room. Our our room.、Uh, not. You don't have to do that. What? Watch me. You don't have to watch me. I'm okay, Goose. That—that's not. I'm okay. Everything's fine. We're back in the house, and nothing's tried to kill us yet. We're fine. I'm gonna go take a shower, alone. Huh? That's not what I had expected. There's something different about Evelyn now that she's back. Something clearer in her mind. I wonder. She said hello to me. Does this mean things will be better now? If she's no longer afraid for whatever reason that might be, she and Goose will work through their conflicts and agree that I am good, that I deserve to be helped. Do I? And what? Do I want from them? They can't take me away, not like you. At least the room is still sealed. At least I have that much. Goose, however, they're still troubled. They're watching her leave. Their eyes glued to her as she walks up the stairs, even as they remain stuck to the floor just inside the doorway. They don't like leaving Evelyn alone. I can tell. Do they want to say something? If she's better, why question it? Uh, hi, Lorna. If you're here. Hello. That tension, that hesitation. It reminds me of Evelyn when she first arrived. There has been something of a reversal of roles. It seems. Sorry, we were gone for so long. I didn't want to leave Evelyn alone. Not after what, William. I don't even know how long you were gone. Time is strange for me. You're back now. That's what matters. Anyway, uh, guess I'll make lunch then, alone, since she's apparently fine.
Do you buy that? I'm sorry? Oh, oh. They're moving to the kitchen now. They keep looking at the stairs, though. Like they don't trust Evelyn. Like they think she's going to do something? I mean, she's suddenly totally willing to come back here after worrying for days about you being here. About you wanting to hurt us. I mean, she was a mess. You saw her. Or, I assume you did. No, Lillian said you were there. You saw her. I did. She's scared of me. She's terrified of you. Even before Lillian, Evelyn's always been... And suddenly, she looks at me and goes, We can go back now. What? And she won't tell me what's going on. She won't let me help her. Shit. I need to go to the store. Grilled cheese it is. They pull out a pan and turn on the stove, then pull out their ingredients. Food is something I will never understand, Helena. But sometimes I think that food can say as much as words can, maybe more. A sandwich with the crusts cut off, full of love. A soup that's been spat in. Undercooked noodles and steaks grilled to perfection. Comfort foods and poison. What are they trying to say now, as they spread the butter on the bread with a silver knife? I mean, at first she wouldn't leave my side. It's like when she moved in with me all over again. Like she trusted me to protect her. That feels good, being wanted. I just want to make her feel safe, man. But then she called Lillian, and Lillian wouldn't tell her shit, saying something about, like, tempting dark forces or something. And I don't know, it was like a switch flipped, and... She wouldn't even look at me. Sorry, Lorna. You uh, probably don't want to hear all about my problems. Just because you can't say anything doesn't mean you're my therapist. Who I need to call, by the way. Though, how I'm supposed to explain this shit, I've got no idea. Anyway, I still want to help you. In case you were wondering. I hadn't even known if you'd be back. That tether Lillian mentioned. That dark thing, or whatever. I don't know what it is, but if you'll let me, I'll try to help you break it. Maybe that's what's keeping you here. Help me defeat the demon? Or whatever it is? How? But I need you to give me something to work with, Lorna. A sign. Anything. Lillian said you were harmless. And yet she left in a hurry. Clearly I carry some danger. I know it's hard, but if there's any way you can reach me, you would have done it by now. Huh. Maybe that's what I should focus on. Reaching you instead. That was hardly very successful before. I want them to, Helena, I do. I want to talk to them and be heard. But I ache for you more. I hope that you can hear me. Do you hear me? I've been waiting for so long. Helena, my goddess, my love, you glow in my mind and make all my worries disappear. Goose doesn't. Evelyn doesn't. They're distractions. Even if I do welcome them, they're better than the boredom of being alone here. Unnoticed and unknown. Better than leaving me alone with no thoughts but your absence. Do you know how long you've been here? I don't know. Time. The light comes and goes, but I can never keep track past one or two days. If I exist, 
I do so outside of how time feels for the living. I guess not. If you've been stuck here without your memories. You disappeared like 30 years ago, but sometimes ghosts take longer to manifest. And maybe you weren't dead at first. No one really knows what happened to you. 30 years. Somehow I can't conceptualize that. It might as well be an hour. I've always been here, no matter who is with me. I've been here as long as that sandwich has been cooking in that pan, and I've never been here at all. You know, I looked you up when I was gone. What? Lorna Eileen Blair. Born 1972, disappeared 1991. The article didn't say much beyond that. You've been gone longer than I've been alive. That name again. Maybe even before I was absent, I... There was a picture, though. Like, for a missing poster, in case anyone saw you out in the world, in the hopes that you hadn't, you know, died. A picture? A picture of me? Do you want to see? I think that scares me. After all, Helena, I've never seen my own face. Never. Whoever I was, with my memories, that's not who I am now, and I don't know what she looked like. But, well, if they're offering, should I? Should I look? Or will I crystallize into salt for my disobedience? Here. They pull out their screen, type something into it. Helena, if you don't want me to look, send a sign. My curiosity will win otherwise. Oh. What do you think? The picture, it's... The girl is smiling. There is a gap between her teeth. Her hair is the same shade of brown as mine, the same texture. Her face is round, almost heart-shaped. Her jaw strong. She's unfamiliar. And yet, and yet I know I recognize her somehow. You're beautiful, Lorna. You can't even see me. You don't even know me. Oh, shit. The grilled cheese. Could have been worse. I don't see how, Helena. It's more than grilled. It's practically charcoal. And yet they eat it anyway. I can't get that picture out of my head. That face. I bring a hand to my face, try to feel it, but I can't. There's no sensation. I'm not really here. I'm nowhere but that face. That girl. She existed. From numbers that should mean something, but somehow don't. 1972. 1991. But Goose was right, Helena. She's beautiful. I wish she was you. You exist more than I do. Even if you are made entirely of absence, of negative space. The clearest thing I have. Helena, I wish they'd shown me you. I wish I had a picture of you that isn't a shapeless form made of radiant light. Goose is doing dishes, cleaning up from their venture into cooking. They've stopped talking to me. I guess they've run out of things to say. After all, it's a one-sided conversation. There is only so much to be said. That, at least, is something I can understand. Maybe you're a ghost, too. Evelyn? What was that? No. No, the door. The door to the room. No, I thought she was... 
better. I thought it was safe. I... I am done waiting. Evelyn, stop. Weaver is written and produced by Newton Sweeney. This episode featured Newton Sweeney as Lorna, Michael Martin as Goose, and Rhododendron Sykes as Evelyn. Our script editor is Veda Wheeler. Our production consultant, sound designer, and sound engineer is Newton Shadokati. Our theme is composed and performed by Raya Ming. Our cover art is by James Smith. To find cast and crew bios, links to our social media, episode transcripts, and more, check out our website at weaverpod.carrd.co for more information. Thanks for listening.